nobody like this You ain't seen nobody like this You hear my sound all over town singing Good evening and welcome to a uh, special edition of SA Soccer Roundtable. Uh, joining me tonight is Royce. Uh, Rafa still having internet uh, issues down in Del Rio uh, while he's handling some family business. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to see him at the game tomorrow. Um, I think he mentions he's going to drive back up, but uh, uh, hopefully you're doing well, Rafa. And like I said here, uh, Royce, how are you? I'm here, man. Uh, it's been a long time um, since we've done one of these, and honestly, my mind kind of thought the season was a <laughs> was a done thing just because we had the little COVID pause. And hope hope all the players, every and the coaching staff, hope everybody's feeling well, feeling all right. But it's been a while. It's been a while since I've even thought about SAFC soccer. So it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird 20, one. Twenty days, and uh, you know we you know we had a show on Monday, which we had uh, Matt Pollard on. Uh, for, you know, managing editor of Last Word on, uh, Last Word on Sports.com forward slash soccer, um, and he kind of talked a little bit about Courtney Ford and his story. So if you haven't listened to it, please go back or watch it on YouTube uh, channel here before that here. But uh, it was just me, so I thought I would just see if uh, Royce was uh, available to kind of discuss a little bit more tactic wise, because uh, not only uh, Ford coming in, but we also have a returning and, and a and a player being uh, shipped out. So. And a pretty big matchup coming up uh, on tomorrow night against, uh, you know, first place and most likely the Copa Tejas winner, uh, El Paso Locomotive here. So um, starting out here, we'll get to your, your thoughts on uh, the new addition of Courtney Ford. He's a loanee from uh, Colorado Rapids, uh, you know, for that here. Um, when, you know, uh, you know, looking at the release here, um, the Rapids uh, general manager, uh, uh, Mr. Smith, uh, I forget how the exact uh, pronunciation of his first name, I apologize. But uh, one thing that stuck out to me was we're confident this loan will provide him an opportunity to accelerate the process he's made by earning consistent playing time. Um, and in the discussion with Matt Pollard, he mentioned that he's been healthy all season. He's been practicing so that line tells me that he's coming to San Antonio to play. So your thoughts on uh, Courtney Ford coming to San Antonio there, uh, Royce. It's a padreg, by the way. Like, uh, there's a golfer. Uh, anyway, um, it's a pretty, pretty. I didn't want to butcher it a second. Time. It's an Irish name. It's fine. Um, I think Patty's fine. Anyway, Pad Padrick. Um, that's exciting. Uh, his story is nothing but inspiring and that's that's one thing that safc has definitely had or we have some players with some fantastic stories josh i remember josh yarrow was a great um had a great story um obviously uh mike um uh, lahood 
Michael had a fantastic Evans. story as well. And He's this is just a kind of a job up in Austin FC uh, for that evil team. But uh, they got to give him credit. He's doing very well on the announced team up there. I'm very happy Michael Hood is still in soccer. <laughs> and I'm very happy he's being very successful. But not happy on the team. I'm also. leaving it there. I'm leaving it there. <laughs> leaving so. it there. Let's continue. Um, no, it, it's an inspiring story. Um, dude sounds a heck of a guy. Um, and hopefully uh, now that he can get some game time here in San Antonio, hopefully – he really shows uh, he shows that quality that he um, that he had a, a few years ago uh, before kind of his string of unfortunate injuries. But um, you know, we'll we'll see what he can do, and I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to having him uh, in the San Antonio FC family, and looking forward to uh, yeah, looking forward to see him on the field. And I think he. And I think he's got a lot to play for because he's got to show. Uh, in, in my Absolutely. opinion, he's got to show that he still has the ability. Um, you know, even though Matt said, you know, the Rapids like him, let's be honest, the MLS is a high quality league, you know, for, you know, for the, you know, for, uh, the United States here for sure. And, you know, I don't know what his contract situation is or anything along those lines, but it, to me, he's got to come down and, you know, you know, he's, he's got, he's got something to play for, which, which excites me, uh, for that here. The second move, which I think caught everybody uh, by surprise, um, and this was announced by you know San Antonio FC and uh, USL uh, Championship, um, out Emil Cuello headed on a loan to Sac uh, Republic and coming back to San Antonio, Mr. Mitchell Tainter, uh, another center back. Uh, both are loans, uh, you know, surprisingly, but it, you know it's it's a trade, and and you know it, you know obviously with these two here. Um, unlike the MLS players, you, you got to figure, you know, Sac Republic isn't going to be pulling, pulling Tanner back. So he'll be here uh, for the years. Um, I did see uh, from the striker, Texas, Jonathan check. Uh, he did ask, um, he did ask uh, Marcina about, you know, the number of center backs that we have. And in, I know in discussion with you, uh, you mentioned kind of depth and focusing on the playoffs. And, and that's why he, why he mentioned, bringing in, you know, the seventh center back, um, you know, for the San Antonio FC roster, which to me personally seems crazy, but that's why I have you on the line to say, Hey, Harry, it's not so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Your thoughts. Well, we'll start with Emil going out. Uh, He was the tied for, I think tied for the team lead and assist with three mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. did have a couple of goals. So I thought, you know, was he the best player on the pitch? No, but he was productive. Um, For sure. In, in, in the role that he had, um, you know, so we'll, we'll kind of talk on him leaving um, and kind of what it means. And then, you know, afterwards, after we talk, uh, Tanner, we'll kind of talk about the team moving forward with the new additions and the loss. So a few things. Um, so let's see. Let's go with uh, number one off the top. Um Good luck to Cuello um, at Sac Republic. Uh, that team needs goals, and that dude has a quality to uh, to score some goals for sure. Um, if you remember, just before the COVID pause, um, they released the video of him with that strike outside the box, which is something that Rafa has asked for, um, where it looked like they were really trying to clear uh, zone 14 right there in front of the box, and 
he bent a, a nice one in a, uh, in training uh, in the upper right hand uh, corner. So uh, it, I thought they were kind of alluding, Hey, you know, second half surge, watch for Cuello. Mm. Um, <laughs> what do I think happened? So, so number two, Cuello had been played out of position, out of necessity a lot this season uh, with PC down and with Lima having to play the uh, left wing with uh, or left back and left wing back whenever we'd have three in the back. Um, whenever we'd have to do that because Maloney was hurt and PC was hurt, um, he had to play that eight role. He had to basically play the six almost. And that's not him. He is an offensive midfielder. He's an attacking midfielder. And um, he just, you could tell that he just, he, that's not where he's used to playing. And I, I don't think he was all that motivated to play there. Um, but he did the best he could. He's just not a defensive midfielder, man. Um, number three, I think he was just getting, he was getting back at the pace that a 10 and a, um, a playmaker needs to be. Um, I remember clearly being at the bold match, um, hashtag my birthday match. Um, he had a lot of, he had a lot of chances, hashtag we want four. He had a lot of chances, um, that he just lost in his feet. Uh, he took too long. He took an extra touch. He was half a yard behind everything. And if he would have been on his game, that would have been a bloodbath. That would have been an ugly game. And we would have scored probably seven on counterattacks, but he just, you know, you're not going to score every single chance you get, but at the same rate, he had a lot of really clear-cut chances he just didn't take. Um, but I think that's because the speed of the game, he was finally getting in that because he was finally playing a tennis point. Finally, where he's fun, yeah. Right, playing an offensive player. Um, at the same rate, we are a, we San Antonio FC is about to play seven games in 21 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's dumb. I mean, averaging out, they're going to play a game every three days for the next three weeks. Dumb. Um, and some of them are cross-country trips yes. where they go and that, to Utah. I think, that's, I think that's the big thing is you – and it could be something that this affords a little bit of flexibility. Um, when you're tall – I'll say this. When you're tall, I'm, I'm 6'1", commercial flight sucks, period, period. Uh, what this could allow Marcina and Tim Holt to do is you could send a center back pair, or you could send three center backs and keep them on the West Coast, and then send three center backs, keep them on the East Coast. So you get used to that timing. You only travel once. Everybody can meet back in San Antonio. So you get, you know, three guys go wait in New Jersey. You get three guys in uh, Real Monarchs uh, in uh, Salt Lake City, and then they'll just stay there and then go to Sacramento because. There is one week where we go Saturday, Salt Lake City, Wednesday, New Jersey, which is a cool 2,000 miles away, and then a 3,000-mile trip uh, back to Sacramento. So um, you could do that. You could split up. You can have two squads, two center back pairings, two center back squads, like I said, three, and just have one travel with the team, and you could do that. and let's we'll get, be honest, uh, but the it, Red it's, Bulls it's a, aren't the strongest either. No, no, but so, but they do have um, MLS talent, especially at home. They can surprise you. Uh, we saw that earlier this season. They've had some results at home mm-hmm. that were surprising. Um, 
at home, they're, I mean, much like the lights surprised us, um, they can surprise you. And the same thing with Sac Republic. They may not have, they might not be in the midst of a great season. Um, uh, they may not be in the midst of a good season, let's be honest. Um, but at the same rate on their day, they have the talent. Now they have Quayo. They definitely have the talent to beat you. So, um, and Sacramento is yeah, starting to get into starting to get into form. They yeah. had they had struggles like San Antonio early. Yep. Um, but like they're San on Diego. a five or six game. Yeah, unlike San Diego, uh, they're on I think what a six game winless or, or pardon me, uh, win six game winning streak, not winless winning streak. Is um, it a winning streak or is it just a a six game point streak? Uh, they haven't lost. I want to say here. Well, that's what I mean. You could just say a point streak. That means draws and wins, but yeah, either way, I, I got you. Their, their numbers lately have looked really good, and we're going in pretty cold to these three matches. Um, these, well, these next seven matches, who are we kidding? So, so, but, and, and to me, unbeaten, that's, that's the correct, uh, correct word there, Robert, is unbeaten streak. So, yeah, their last loss was to Orange County on July 10th. Since okay. then, they beat uh, That's the Whites 2-1, yeah. tied Orange County again, beat the Red Bulls 3-1, to one, tied Tacoma, tied Oakland Roots uh, 0-0, beat the Lights again, tied uh, Rising um, 0-0 in Phoenix, which was yep. impressive, which was yep. their last match. And then exactly um, this week they face, uh, you know, San Diego, the, you know, the, you know the fight, the fight, uh, fighting Donovan's uh, for that here, but yep. So out is Quayo in Mitchell Tainter. Uh, last time we saw him, um, you know, he was having uh, some nice words with uh, Mr. Sandoval from New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Which who hasn't? Uh, this guy has uh, preseason. So yep, yep. So uh, I thought Mitchell did a great job. Last year, uh, for sure. I'm a little surprised he came back. The only thing that kind of concerns me is he went from starting in Sacramento to falling out of their starting lineup. Um, so, and, and like I said, systems are a lot of things here. Uh, so, to me, that that's the only thing that kind of gives me a little bit of pause. And outside of he's our seventh center back that we have on the roster. Right. Um, and, and and to me, I thought our center backs, you know, ha- have been good, um, you know, you know, yeah, outside of being injured. And, and, and that's that's probably what, you know, that, that, that's that's what the issue is. Uh, that yes, I'll also say that um, and it was featured prominently on the San Antonio FC social media pages. Um Taintor is also very good in set pieces. Um, that is one thing that our team is really designed around, and we've kind of not been as successful in set pieces. So maybe he adds a new, a new twist, um, uh, an upgrade in some venom for you know set piece work. Um, maybe that was that went a long way. Is you know, leave him up up top um, on corner kicks, and you know, aim for him because he really does attack the ball very well. Um, so that's also um, 
another thing. Um, also, he is used to being on the West Coast. This kind of goes with my theory of splitting your um, center back squads. He's used to the West Coast time. He could stay on the West Coast. At the same rate, you have Courtney Ford or Courtney Thompson Ford, um, who is used to being in the mountains. He's also used to being out West. So maybe you leave him in Real, uh, uh, Real Monarchs in Salt Lake City. So maybe Taintor and um, Ford can get some training in and maybe they start together against Real Monarchs because they're kind of used to the West Coast and then they'll move over to Sacramento and they'll play in Sacramento. I What I did not see though, um, and you won't see in the contracts, is there a clause that says um, Quayle will not play against SAFC and is there a clause that says um, Taintor will not play against uh, Republic? I doubt that's in there. Uh, I doubt it. But it's not out of the realm of possibility. Correct. So there's that. So looking at the at the roster here, um, you know, four cent, you know, four uh, center backs here. Uh, we got Liam Doyle, Axel Schulberg, uh, Jasser Kamiri, um, hashtag Tunisian Terminator, Joaquin Varela, Tainter, and Ford. And Deplane's played that, but I'm wondering if he's going to be more back to his. Uh, Left back, right back. So the right uh, back. I don't think so. What the plane is going to do, and this is what the plane was really, really good at earlier this season, is basically playing in that Axel Schuberg spot as the middle um, center back. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, God, there's so many possibilities with this lineup now. It's very defensive heavy, and that's one thing that Marcina is – has always been is defense first sort out the defense sort out the midfield the attack is you know it'll take care of itself you i mean you have nathan you have gallegos you have epps you have incredible talent up there um it can take care of itself um but at the same rate you want to solidify that midfield you want to solidify that uh that back line so and that's kind of kind of where this is going um and also every single one of those all seven of those center backs um beasts um yes. just physical as all get out this is marcina ball um and a physical team playing seven games in 21 days that's why you need seven center backs so here's my concern and i don't i've had a couple of, oh, what a day or two to think about this <laughs> Because uh, at the, first the, the, it was the old all... day or two, the old day or two Harry panic yep. <laughs> <laughs> is the midfield, um, and how that how that impacts. So you got Leo, you got Ollie, you got Cam. PC's back, healthy. You know, mm -hmm, thank uh, God. Knock on wood. Injury report: He was not on the uh, injury. He report was not the week, only so. person on the injury report. Was Patino. And he's still dealing with a stress fracture. So hopefully he comes back. But everybody else, as far as we know, 100% healthy. So, or at least not injured enough to where, you know, they're doubtful. Okay. Or on okay. So we'll, we'll leave it at Good that. enough to play. Cleared to, cleared to play. Cleared to play, yes. There we go. So you got Epps, Lima, uh, Hapano, uh, Jose, and Abu. Hapiao. Hapiao, sorry. Uh, for right here. So. PC comes back. Mm -hmm. Knock on wood. You know, for that here. Abu, does he go to the bench? 
Maybe. Or maybe Abu and PC start next to each other. Um, and you give uh, Lindley a rest. Um, at the same time, you also have Lima, who can play as an eight, or he can play as a six. I mean, kind of an embarrassment of riches right now in midfield, and we need that because we're going to need that in these next 21 days with the seven games we're going to play. Um, you're going to see all different lineups. You're going to see Lindley, I mean, you're going to see Lindley, Lima, PC and Abu um, in the middle. Um, and those are your, we'll get to my lineup later, but those are going to be the guys in the middle. And you really need those guys to solidify as, as the double pivot, whichever two of those four end up starting. And then you build around them at the same time. Um, the backups. So we can go kind of depth chart wise, who is going to back up who. So those are the four midfield. We obviously have seven center backs who can start, whether you're going to do two at a time or three at a time on the, on the wings, you're either going to have full backs or you're going to have wing backs. And those guys are obviously going to be Gleedle and Maloney. Mm -hmm. Their backups on the left is uh, a Gleedle's backup on the left is going to be um, Lima and PC could back up. Uh, so you have those two back, those two in the back, depending on who you put in the middle. At the same rate, on the right with Maloney, his backups are going to be DePlane. And also, Cam Lindley can probably... He did play earlier this season as a right back. Um, not his ideal damn, spot, but he Pretty did. damn good. Uh, yeah, not the most ideal, but he can do it. Um, so that's... All of that, there's a lot of depth there as far as, you know, from outside in and back. There's plenty of depth there, um, and we're probably going to need it for this big push uh, for the playoffs. But we have – it's a – I'm going full Italian. We we have um, we have a healthy lineup, and there's a lot of depth. And like I said, we're going to need that during this stretch. And up top, and this is the reason why I'm wondering why Marcina thought – that he could he could fill the role that Quayo played uh, for here. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna get to that because I know exactly what's gonna happen. Continue. I think it's gonna give the opportunity <laughs> to okay. the youngsters. Ollie Wright, I think he's done a lot better than what most people thought coming in. Ollie so Wright's I, I, killing it, man. Ollie Wright's killing it. It's just his defending, which he's not there for. His defending has been a little lackluster and disappointing. Everything else has been plus. Absolute plus, plus, plus. And then the one that I think probably gains the most out of this is Leo Torres. Because I, I have a feeling Leo's been showing stuff in practice. And because there's been a log jam up, t up top there, I think this opens up a spot to where he could possibly get more, more, you know, more, you know, more action uh, than with Quayle on here. So, okay. and, and we know that, you know, SAFC likes to promote, uh, they're young kids, and he—he's he, the one that he's what a year and a half in on his contract now. Because uh, he signed last year. It's getting year. close to two. It's getting close to two because I think he's seventeen now. So it's and getting. He really he signed when he was fifteen. He really hasn't signed. He really hasn't played a whole lot on the first team minutes. So, yep. to me, I think the second half where you mentioned, hey, there's going to be you know rotation within the roster. I personally think, you know, as far as kind of filling the role of, of Cueo, uh, it's going to, you know, 
I, I see the two youngsters, but we will see. Did I set you up or am I way off? Oh, no, no, not, not at all. Show, show, show the lineup that I sent you. Uh, let's see here. Let's show it here. All right. So what I think is going to happen is I think we are going to go. Uh, this is one of the questions you asked. Uh, either this, you can see this as a five, two, three, a five three two in a certain way or a three four three but i think it's going to set up as a three four three um schuberg like i said you can um kind of fill in for him you could put uh deplane there doyle instead of doyle there you could you might be able to put ford i don't know if ford is right or left footed that's a, that's my big question because if he's left footed you can definitely put him out there you could put either varela um who's still recovering from a separated shoulder doesn't just heal. That takes a while. So he, he he can play, but I'm sure he's still dealing with some shoulder issues. Uh, you can also put Kamiri out there. So you have plenty of depth. The uh, Taintor can also play on the left. Pretty sure that's where he's he had been uh, is on the left side. So you can fill in just a lot of different combinations there um, in the uh, on the back line. We've already gone through that. The midfield, I've pretty much explained. I think that's how it's going to just line up in the beginning. Um, at the same right, you can have uh, same rate. You can have uh, Abu and Lima there. A lot of different combinations you can go with. Now, up top is going to be the interesting thing, um, and this is what I think is going to happen. And this is what having Nathan as a striker really provides you. Uh, I, Patino has done this; has played a similar role, and when he gets healthy, I think he's going to come into this role and basically be a false nine. Um, so he will go up and he will be the striker. Like we have seen him and he is on that hot streak. Hopefully he continues that. That's a, that is a very underrated thing that we're going to miss is how hot he came in. Um, cause he had what seven goals in like seven games or something ridiculous like that. And then boom, pause month pause. So hopefully he stays hot, but Nathan will be able to come back and fill in that 10 roll. While Gallegos and Epps kind of go up and he can provide for them or PC or Lindley can come up and PC can play that six in the middle. Lindley can go up and play the 10 and you can kind of have them switch off. Um, and, and there's plenty of ways to attack there, but that little empty bucket is, uh, between, uh, PC, Lindley, Epps, Nathan Gallegos, a little empty area. That zone will get either filled by Nathan, um, in defense probably, um, on offense, he could come on counters. He can come back and provide that way. You can have PC. There's just so many different levels to this, um, formation that you can attack with. There's different, um, specific tactical approaches There's specific, uh, moves that Morsina can count. Um, and I think that's what you're going to see. Uh, now is this filling in for Quayo or is this more of, you know, somebody saw, I think it. I think that's it. I think it's a tactical change that kind of eliminates the need for a tin, an actual playmaker there, and I think that's going to help us. Uh, you're going to add somebody to the defense, which one of the things that has happened a lot uh, when we give up goals is Schubert goes up uh, to stop an attack, um, and he gets blown by. He misses the ball, and somebody fills in that spot. Somebody scores. That's happened. I can count three or four times easily Recently, yeah. that that's happened to us. Exactly. Um, with three in the back, uh, you can have Schubert go up all you want and you could just have the other two play as a normal, uh, center back pairing. Um, and that could even allow P 
PC to stay up and Lindley to go up. So there's a lot of different um, folds to this, but I think um, I think this I think this formation eliminates the need for a ten, mm -hmm. and that's what Koya was playing. Who do you think's the more? So I did double check. Uh, according, I saw something on the rapid side uh, during uh, Concacaf Championships uh, action. Um, they mentioned that Ford did play on the right side in a three-back formation. So okay. not that not that that. So I guess right. But he plays. <laughs> but if the Rapids are playing him in, in a big game, that's most like you know it's probably more of a natural fit. So my question to you. Obviously, Gleedal, I think, you know, is, you know, can be, uh, Gleedal Maloney can, you know, obviously are the, the two fullbacks, wingbacks that I think that can get up and back. Um, who's, who do you think stays more at home, PC or Lindley? Uh, who do you think's the more attacking nature? Because oh. PC has it in his nature, but Lindley also, when he was with, uh, also ha has the ability, you know, as well. Um, both at different times. And that's kind of the beauty of this. Um, you can have one, you know, you can have one guy on the defense mark either PC or you can have a Mark Lindley and they can pull apart a midfield just like that. And just kind of like how RGV pulled us apart. Um, whenever we had that, the first match we played them in RGV, whenever, you know, they kept attacking Doyle on the left um, and they pulled our midfield apart. And that's kind of how we lost that game. Uh, we can do that now. Uh, we can have different guys go forward at different times, but I think PC is going to be the most likely guy to stay at home. But I say that if you look at the three guys there that are on the left side of this formation, Gleedle, PC, Gallegos, you can flip all you want. You can rotate all you want. That That is a deadly, fast, and very attacking triangle if you want to utilize that. And you could have Nathan get a service on the back post if he makes that run to the far right. Or Epps. Uh, or Epps. I mean, Epps could make that run. I think Epps is going to needs to stay a little bit um, further wide, kind of kind of further wide toward the midfield. Um, especially if Nathan goes up, you're going to need to fill that gap. But um, yeah, I mean, PC Gleedle Gallegos. You could do a quick one-two with PC and Gleedle, and then do another one-two with Gallegos or find Gallegos through that. There's that left side is going to be very attacking. Um, and this right side is not going to be as attacking, but at the same time, that's kind of what you do is you attack one side, you defend on the other. That's why, you know, formations are always fluid, but at the same rate, I think that's what we're going to see. So, And we've seen uh, Epson and Jose flip as well. So yep. we have seen Nathan Epps and Gallegos flip. all rotate, so. all rotate into different positions. And that's another big twist that they have done constantly is you'll see Epps up top. You'll see Gallegos up top and you'll see Nathan come all the way back in midfield. So those three are those three, as I've said a few times, those are like the top three for Liverpool. That, that is like Mane. That is like Salah. And that is like, um, Firmino because they just rotate. They're always rotating. They're always providing for each other and giving each other clear cut chances. So, so turning the attention to El Paso, um, since the last time we were on, we went to El Paso. Uh, in, in, uh, it was a pretty thing. convincing win by El Paso. I hate to say yes, it. it, was. it, it, yes, it was. They, they, you know, it's, they rolled over San Antonio. 
Yep. They've been rolling over everybody, although last week I think RGV did press them a little bit. And um, I think if uh, RGV gets that second goal, uh, that... Uh, I think if uh, Lucho Solniak doesn't uh, go full uh, <laughs> magician, I think RGV may pull that Dude, off. What a goal. He, you know, I know he's dumb, former San Antonio FC. Exactly. That's what, that's what he's known for. That's what he's done his entire career, yes. and that's why he's... Still making big bucks uh, playing soccer is he has that ability and that's it's ridiculous yeah. So I listened to Seriously Loco uh, today and if you haven't uh, you know they do a great job covering El Paso and, and they kind of recap their last few games. Uh, but they did touch base a little bit on San Antonio, but because we haven't uh, played for twenty days, it's a little bit kind of hard to see or to, to know, you know, kind of what form that we're going to come out with. They did kind of think that if, you know, to get ahead of San Antonio, you probably want to get on them early in the first half because they're probably going to come out a little bit rusty along those lines here to get the, you know, until they get their legs under them. Um, second half will probably be a little bit cleaner, you know, you know or not cleaner, but, you know, the legs will probably be a little bit more active right. uh, at that point here. Your thoughts on – on um, facing El Paso for the third time and knowing that uh, the first match, I think it was a pretty even match. You know, you, you know, we can talk about the, the, the penalty all we want, but the you know, bottom line <laughs> is they got the result. Uh, El Paso, they dominated, you know, through there here. And that was the first time that we kind of tinkered with, you know, with, with the lineup on here, which at the time was a little bit eye-opening. And, and it, but I think for Marcina, it kind of let him know that, he still needed some more pieces to, to be able to do what he wants for the playoffs. And, you know, let's be honest, El Paso is going to be one of those teams that you're going to have to get by uh, for that here. So with the final matchup here uh, in San Antonio for this season, uh, most likely uh, uh, versus El Paso, how do you see that, that match going? What's going to be interesting is the thing that Marcina has not figured out how to negate and it'll be interesting to see uh, what he tries this time is that Luna and Lucho um, combination. And in the first match um, you had um, basically a dedicated defender on Solniak just to eliminate him, um, just to nullify him. And what did he do? He did a very smart thing and it was directly from the coaching staff. He stayed further deep in their formation. So he pulled somebody out from that back line that was staying on him and that gave Luna all the room to go attack. Basically the opposite thing happened in the second match. Um, but what happened is it pulled a defender out and that gave, that gave all sorts of space in between basically the midfield and the defensive line for El Paso to work in. And the deeper that uh, Luna and Lucho got the more joy everybody else had. Um, so Marcin's going to figure something out. Um, maybe that's not the right approach to try to just, you know, eliminate one player. Um, I don't know how he's going to do it. We'll see what he brings. He's had 20 days to think about this damn match. Um, we'll see what happens. I'm very interested to see um, what gets deployed and kind of how the match is played. So, and then the final question, because uh, this was going to be a quick uh, just kind of uh, thing here. The outside of the health issues with COVID, you know, uh, I would much rather them not have COVID and, and run the risk of that. Yep. 
However, since they did, uh, it happened, could this be a blessing in disguise, you know, for them? And to me, I think it's allowed San Antonio FC to get healthy, you know, the little nicks and bruises right. to, be able to, to be able to heal. Now, they pick up two more matches, but their schedule at the end of the year was going to be hectic anyways, um, right. you know, for that here. And, and, and to me, outside of, you know, the Utah to uh, New York to Sacramento leg there, that's the one where I really see the, the hugest impact, you know, the home match right. against, you know, real, uh, real monarchs here. That's going to be what next Wednesday to me, not, not that big of an issue because, you know, it's at home, you know, along those lines here. So I don't think that that's really, that really impacts them a whole lot. Um, but it's, it's, you know, and to me, the the three game home stretch that they have they play El Paso tomorrow they play the uh, Real Monarchs on Wednesday and then they play Pittsburgh Riverhounds which is a physical team you know uh, neck and neck with with Tampa first place in the Atlantic um, so you got this this three three game home stretch that you got two basically two um, division leading teams. Real Monarchs has tied us 1-1, although I think that first match, if if Nathan hadn't got the red, I think we win, win that pretty convincingly, yep. but but he yep. got the red and, and that changed the if game. Some butts, if some butts, candy and nuts, yep. So your thoughts on this upcoming three-game stretch? Because to me, I, they play four on the road, yes, but I think getting these 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 points here the 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 road games don't necessarily scare me as much as these three three matches here right uh yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty rough a rough stretch um 20 days is that's kind of what a lot of european guys get for just their vacation (laughs) so you got to kind of question are we going to be game fit and that's going to be another big thing with these center backs and why you it's kind of smart to bring on a couple more is are the center backs going to be game fit? Um, is everybody going to be game fit? Um, part of this is going to be getting back to that, you know, midseason fitness level. Um, at the same rate, it is going to be kind of a murder's row, isn't it? Um, I mean, El Paso and Pittsburgh obviously are the big standouts, um, and it, there's going to be tough games. Um, we'll see where kind of the East Coast. Um, kind of comes in uh it's going to be a we'll see how the weather is but it's probably going to be a lot hotter here we'll see how they uh how they deal with that um but yeah no that el paso match tomorrow is going to be a tough one and we'll see how it goes um i've seen stranger things but we'll uh we'll see if we can get one back from those guys i still think san antonio takes this is going to be my hot take. I think San Antonio takes seven points out of these, out of the out of the nine here. Very hot take because I don't. <laughs> I, I think don't I, I, I think they get the win against Pittsburgh. Okay. I think they get the win against Real Monarchs. Real. Mm-hmm. They have to. They have to get that one. Mm-hmm. And El Paso's the one. I don't. I don't think El Paso gets the win in San Antonio because I do okay. think. I do think that they're going to have it you know, have a tougher time this, this time here, San Antonio played them very tough. 
you know, if El Paso comes out and, and, and gets the Solinag special, you know, with the goal in the first minute, then, hey, we may be in a little bit of trouble. But if San Antonio, I don't want to say parks the bus because I don't think they'll ever park the bus, but, you know, right. very, very tight defensively, you know, it's kind of that zero zero, you know, kind of slugfest to start uh, right. until halftime. And, and then, then I think, you know, in the second half, they can make their move. To me, and it's no disrespect to Pittsburgh or, or Real Monarchs. So, you know, I just I just think the West is better, and, and Real Monarchs got rid of uh, their uh, starting uh, starting forward Martinez. They loaned him to San Diego, so they're not as strong as they were. Right. Um, the last time we played them, Pittsburgh is a quality team, um, but I think at home that'll be the third match. So you know, and if everybody's healthy, I take our talent against anybody's talent. Um, and especially here in yeah. San Antonio. So to me, I, I think I think looking at these three games, and if you want to add, you know, uh, you know, it's funny. I consider the bold a home match as well because uh, it's a bus ride up, but bus ride back. Um, and and unfortunately, you know, you're playing in front of in front of uh, friends and family up there um, at, at this point. Uh, you know, for the bold, you know, to me, they've got four matches here. You know, you know before you know before they really hit that hit that tough stretch of utah new york uh sacramento um and what's crazy to say that's you know that's between now and the 7th of september so that's what nine days uh yeah four matches pretty much 28 seven or so that's seven it's 31 days so do the math. I guess that's three, so it'd be ten so, days. Yeah. Yeah, ten days. So four matches in, in t- you know, four right. matches basically in in the ten in the ten days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said here, I I think for these these first three here in San Antonio, I'm thinking seven. I'm thinking seven points coming out. You know, coming out of out of that, and wouldn't shock me if they sweep all three. I I think I think they're going to get four points. I'll, I'll be the. Uh, <laughs> Be the Debbie Downer. Be the you West. Can't Lincoln. be Jonathan Check. We already got a Jonathan <laughs> Check. Come on. <laughs> I th- I think they lose to El Paso. Um, I think they need to get their game fitness. El Paso's coming in hot. Um, I think it's gonna be a tough one. Um, uh, hopefully, we get an early penalty and we steal it from them, uh, like they stole it from us with a very questionable penalty. Um, and then and, the and, uh, we won't go into that. Uh, yeah, that's once again you got to get past that, but. You know, everything evens out. So we'll see. But I think we lose against El Paso. I think we win against uh, Real Monarchs. And I think we draw against Pittsburgh. So I think the homestand, I think we end up with four points. But that still gives us a pretty solid spot in the playoffs. uh, And that kind of solidifies our fourth spot. So uh, because we do have a lot of games in hand at this point. And we're not that far behind um, in, in fifth. So. We might be in sixth now. I don't know. We're in sixth now, yeah, because yeah, New, yeah. New Mexico tied right. uh, their last match against right. Austin Bolt. But if we get those four points, I mean, we're we're in a playoff spot. Um, and then that road trip is going to be in the make or break. Um, I think that's what it's going to line up to be is um, that cross-country 5,000-mile road trip. I think that's going to be your season right there. Cause you know it's, it's the cart, it's the cardiac gatos blancos. So, 
any time that they can create some drama for themselves, you know they're going to do it. They don't like to do things easy. They never have in all five, six years that they've been a team. They're going to do it the hard way. Robert's not a fan of you. And like I said here, uh, we're yeah. going to call you the Jonathan Check of the episode here. The wet uh, blanket. <laughs> so what you need that, but I just, yeah, all year long, and this is where I'm going to push back on you. All year long, you said if we get healthy, that the talent on this team, you know, is just as good as any anybody else's. Yeah, I agree. But and, at the same if, rate, we need to get healthy because we haven't played in 20 days. And I'm guessing with COVID protocols, they have not been able to practice. Um, and that's a big thing. And to keep up your level of fitness and to be able to, you know, to build that bond on the field at the same time, another thing this is going to do. And it's just, once again, the more, the more you're healthy, the more time you get to play on the field together, the more you get that sixth sense of where everybody is, the more you get used to everybody being there, the more successful you are. That's why I think we lose to El Paso. But what that does is that helps us solidify one formation that our starting lineup starts in. And we go on from there and we're successful from there. I just think, like I said, these first three games we'll get four points out of. But beyond that, I think we go on a bit of a win, uh, um, uh, an unbeaten streak. And we, I think SAFC is uh, ramping up to solidify that second spot. Um, so we will host a, a playoff match, at least one. Um, and that's why I say if you're, if you're going to try to get, so there's a, if you're getting four points, you're sneaking into the playoffs. Yeah. If you're getting seven points, you're contending with Colorado Springs for that second spot. Oh, no, for sure. For sure. And Colorado Springs has had some difficult results as well. Um, they've really kind of left it out. Um, they really could have solidified that second spot mm -hmm. a, a month ago, and they have just had some disappointing results. But you got to take advantage of that. And like I said, I think SAFC starts off a little bit slowly with these four points, but they just take off from there. Final thoughts for you. Uh, and I know, uh, it, you know, we, we've, we've been off for a little while here. I, you know, I did yep. the show on Monday here and, and, you know, once again, thank and you I appreciate to, that. Uh, I'm sorry. I could not join. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Harry, for sure. For doing that. That was, it, it was, it was a good show. I listened to it and uh, I'm sorry. You had to do that by yourself. <laughs> the bites it, it, it was it was it was interesting afterwards i was like man that was, that was a lot of work <laughs> and then i was like afterwards i was like man i wish i would have asked some different questions but uh, yeah but uh, you know that's well that, that's, how, that's, we, how, that's how, how we learn in this that's this how i am even if we have all three of us here <laughs> uh, i will say one of the things that i was almost forgot to say leo torres assigned until next november yes so he uh, if he's on a three-year deal then yeah he's about two years into his deal at the so, same rate, um, Ford is signed until December 31st with the Rapids. So this is kind of his trial to secure his playing career in the MLS. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how he performs. And like you said, this is he's here to play, and that's why I think he's going to start that first game. So, so, so with 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 Kamiri, is there any way you see? Kamiri, Ford, and Tainter, or yeah. you, do you think Tainter Dude, is put all seven names here for depth, or is Tainter here to start? Put all seven names in a hat 
and, draw and pick them out. <laughs> uh, Who I knows? Think, um, I, think Ford, I think Ford. I think Ford plays. The, the only reason why I don't know if he had played this game is kind of as you mentioned here because of, of the of the COVID. Correct. Um, is he may not have been able to get time. He's been in town, I've heard, for a while, but obviously right. he hasn't been around the team, you know, for, for obvious reasons. Uh for that here. Well, the team hasn't been around the team for a while. Correct. So so um at the same rate, um I don't think anybody's here just for depth. Um, but like I said, in that back three, I think Schubert and DePlane are going to fill a spot. I think you have um, on the right, you have Ford and uh, Jasser fill a spot. And then on the left, uh, you're going to have Tainter and Doyle fill a spot. And Varela is going to fill in wherever he wants to. But like I said, Varela can play. He's healthy enough to play. But that shoulder needs some rest. Um, yeah. From separated shoulder sucks. He doesn't. Yeah. It's not like he's throwing with it. It's not like he's catching and normally falling on the ground, but at the same time, do need some rest on that shoulder for sure. And I do think you, you hit it right for that uh, three game trip um, through there. I do think they'll almost do a split squad. Um, yeah. You know, at least, you know, on, on the de defensive side uh, for that here. So, Final thoughts for you, Royce. So uh, we'll get you out of here. You know, 45 minutes. Uh, do appreciate you coming in on a Friday night uh, for that. Least I could do. Um, dude, I, you know, here we go again with this Debbie Downer crap, but <laughs> it's real. I mean, state of Texas, we have over 14,000 people in the hospital for COVID. Uh, one of those people was a family member of mine um, who sadly passed fully vaccinated and passed and also you know our other teammate rafa is dealing with the fallout of a very similar situation um it sucks uh the only there's there's three big things that we can do yes we we have the power much like captain planet tells you recycling save the planet everybody does their part everybody can do their part by getting vaccinated socially distancing and wearing a mask pretty simple stuff um the pfizer vaccine 100 percent um fda approved now there's no excuse zero excuse it is 100 also if you are unvaccinated and you contract covid and you have to go to the hospital your insurance is no longer going to uh, cover that hospital stay period none of it that's all on you because it's a preventable illness and preventable illnesses there's a clause in many of your insurances. They don't cover that. So, you know, be warned. Um, but please practice the golden rule. Treat everybody how you want to be treated. If you would do something for your family, well, you would do something for somebody else's family. Just get vaccinated, wear a mask, socially distant, be responsible. Obviously, it's up to us as Texans to do that. Just love your neighbor that's it just i'm pretty pretty boat whipped by this um because it's just the same thing and it's it sucks that i still have to talk about it but it's still there so still so there. my final thought is gonna be a little bit more positive um i'd go please like to, please rescue this please 
I would go if I could, but uh, AJ's got uh, a game at the uh, surf tournament this this weekend here, so I will be uh, seven o'clock tomorrow morning, uh, taking eight or before seven o'clock because he's got to be there at seven a.m. Uh, for his first match uh, at seven thirty, and then he's got another one in the afternoon. But on Sunday um, at one o'clock at the Park West Athletic Complex. You can see UTSA, uh, the women's soccer team. They are two and one on the year. Their only loss was to number sixteen Oklahoma State. You know, in Stillwater. Um, you know, they just beat uh, California Baptist on Thursday, three zero. Uh, but they play a very good uh, Grand Canyon University uh, team on there. So if you know, and and you know, go support you know local women's soccer. Birds up. UTSA, UTSA women. It'll be a fun match. They put on a good show. Uh, it'll be an exciting game uh, for that here. And like I said here, if uh, you know, I would be going if the if uh, if I had the opportunity to go. But, <laughs> uh, I can't say, hey, uh, I'm going to go watch the UTSA women and not AJ. So uh, for that here. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't be a bad dad. <laughs> don't be a bad dad. Don't be that guy. So do appreciate uh, everybody turning in, Robert. I always enjoy your conversation, you know, on the message center. And one of these times we're going to have to sneak you in uh, on here. Uh, for for here sure. We, you know, we can do the R-rated version uh, <laughs> if we have to. <laughs> so you know, we may do a Robert special uh, for that here. But uh, do want to thank everybody. Uh, like I said here, you know, as, as Royce mentioned here, please get vaccinated. Please wear a mask, uh, you know, you know, you know, if you're not going to do it, you know, uh, for yourself, do it for your family members, do it for your community, do it for the kids, do it for the uh, kids it for who the can't kids. get vaccinated. Uh, I mean, come year, on, so. man. But, uh, Rafa, like I said here, hope things are doing well for you. Uh, yeah. hurry back whenever you can. Yep. Uh, for that take year. your time. Yeah. Take your time, Rafa. We miss you, but take your time, man. If take you your time. A, if you need a distraction, uh, like I said here, you know, whenever you're ready and, and you have internet, uh, you know, this is where <laughs> we need the, uh, the uh what is it the uh oh man uh, what's the bill in congress that their infrastructure bill yeah uh, yeah exactly if, if we can get that passed through maybe get del rio a little bit better. we need to uh, get google fiber to del rio stat <laughs> for sure so but uh appreciate it guys uh thank you for turning in and what's life without goals see y'all